Alright, hi guys! No, just I don't. Yeah, I know. Hey guys, welcome to the Thoughts on Crosses podcast. Um, today with I am Elisha. Today with me I have Chris and David and Cooper occasionally. And today we are going to be talking about gaming. So first of all, um, we were going to go around the group and tell our experience with gaming. Have we played games? Uh, do we still play games? And did we stop playing games? And why did we stop playing games? Specifically video games. Yes, specifically video games. No, just games in general. Oh, okay. That was a joke, by the way. We are talking about um, video games. We also have present, well, not present, he gave in his apologies, but we do have responses from him as well. He wasn't sorry. Uh, no. Clayton is also in a way present here. So, David, do you want to read out Clayton's response to start us off? Sure. Clayton says, my response, I have heard a saying about video games. Playing a race car- racing car game does not make you a car racer. Playing a golf video game does not make you good at golf. So why should playing killing games make you a killer? Interesting point to turn down anyone who says that killing games make you a killer or change your nature. He has a few texts here that he's mentioning. <clears throat> 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Be serious, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. And 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. He goes on, Clayton goes on rather, to say, uh, I game for two reasons. One, entertainment. Same as books, movies, hobbies, etc. Second reason, social communication. I do not play games by myself unless they are a story game, such as Portal, and generally not violence. <laughs> you have something to say, Elisha? Go on. <clears throat> if I play with friends, then yes, games can be more violence. Right. Uh, as long as paragraph here. Do I believe I game too much? Yes. Do I feel guilty about the games I play? No. The games I play, I do not think are wrong. This deals with a big issue of conscience. If it doesn't affect my conscience, then Romans 14 verse 23 cannot be used against you. Romans 14 verse 23. Okay, that's obviously a typo. But whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not from faith, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. Romans 14 verse 23. Sorry, Romans 14 verse 23 is used against me many times, but I believe that reading a book, going to a party, playing a sport is not different than playing a video game. Yet there is some taboo around video games, more so than movies, sorry, more so than movies sometimes. Uh, a redeemable version of video games, I think, are educational games and social games. And that bees Clayton's response. Yeah. So just to really quickly uh, explain what Clayton means uh, by when he's playing with friends, it's more violent. Um, the games he plays are very, like, uh, easygoing, you know? They're very, very dumbed-down violence or something, cartoony even. Um, and then the his friends a lot play, like, Overwatch or CSGO, which are um, more heavy on the violence. And, yeah, so that's just what he means right there when he says when he's playing with his friends, it's more violent. Yeah, so Clayton has also pointed out there that um, probably the biggest reason why he plays video games is for the entertainment uh why does anyone play video games why does anyone play anything well some people do it for a job i guess but yeah and yeah well as the others have pointed out um already that it seems to be the biggest reason why we do play video games um elisha what's your experiences with playing video games and where are you at Gaming's always been something I've enjoyed. My parents were very strict with it when I was younger, and they've always sort of been anti-video game. You know, there's always better ways you can be spending your time, they argue. Um, <clears throat> when I was younger, video games were like the greatest thing you could ever do, because I would say that's mainly because my parents cut it down to a very strict, you know, one hour a week or so and so. 
Um, and I still game occasionally, but it's a very recreational thing. Not you wouldn't I wouldn't call it a hobby or anything. How's it recreational? Just like, oh, uh, I've got nothing to do. Let's fire up some roller coaster tycoon or something. It's very, very good. And still holds up amazingly. <laughs> I've never actually enjoyed that game a whole lot, but anyway. Um I guess I kind of have a similar story uh to Elisha. Um I liked it more because well I'm I'm generally more of a strategy game kind of person and I like uh like puzzles and strategy as opposed to like first person games. So it's, it's, it's I guess more for the intellectual simulation, so to speak, but perhaps it's a bit elitist. No, I also do it just because it keeps me busy, it keeps me entertained, because, um, yeah, if I have spare time, if I have nothing else to do, the thing that usually entertains me the best for the longest are video games, or board games with other people, but that's usually harder to organize. Um, yeah, my parents regulated it quite a bit when I was younger. Uh, now, of course, I'm a university student and they think, oh, you can take care of yourself. We're not going to tell you what to do. I do a good deal more gaming than back when I was in elementary school, but that's uh, my own fault. Um, I do think that sometimes I do it too much and I do think that is a common problem among many people who, who game, but it's not... I don't consider it to be a serious issue at this point in time. Yeah, so I'm on a bit of a different boat to David and Elisha um, throughout uh, middle school and early high school I did play video games and then mid year 11 when I was doing my waste studies I decided not it's taking up too much time and since then other than the occasional game at a LAN party with friends I haven't played a single video game for three years pretty much wow and yeah so when I was playing video games I was into the type of games uh, like uh, the same as David uh, strategy games, things which stimulate your mind and try to test you. Um, the reason why I stopped basically was I wasn't receiving the sat- satisfaction that I wanted from doing that activity. So, and and that and time. Watching five thousand people slaughter each other is always more intellectual than just one on one. Of course, of course. And I cooped on my stance on the video game. Um, I am a massive video gamer. I have for a very long time played video games all and like it's been a very big part of my life since like almost since at the end of primary school I would say all the way up until now just a couple minutes before the podcast I was playing a Overwatch and CSGO before that so yeah I'm still an avid video gamer who does play violent games and the reason why I find so much uh, entertainment out of these video games is not uh, because of the violence I mean the you know, Call of Duty and uh, CSGO, Overwatch, all of those games, first-person shooters, they all are very appealing, like, you know, very well-made, good mechanics, fun shooting and whatever, but what what makes you stay with them, keep with it, is um, the competitive side of things, like Overwatch and CSGO are very competitive, and you get skill rankings, which are global, so you can, like... Um, all around the world, everybody playing this game, everybody's getting a certain rank based on their skill in the video game. And then you can compare it to others. It's a very uh, competitive, very strategic game. This episode sponsored by Overwatch. But yeah, but CSGO's better. Oh, okay, I guess not sponsored by CSGO. <laughs> um, before we talk about, you know, violence and stuff, shall we talk a bit about video game addiction and the problems therein? Sure. Addiction, did you have uh, any specific scenario or case in mind or just a topic in general of course video game addiction is a problem that there are many people who struggle with it um video games are super fun super engaging they're built to be that way and lots of people will just get so wrapped into it that that's all they do all day um i met this guy online who's an absolute master at rome code of war he was online at maybe 12 hours of the day um Cases like that, of course. But even, you know, as kids, when you get one error a week, the video game, gaming just becomes the highlight of your week. And, it, you know, it just takes over from literally everything else. And maybe that's something that we should take into consideration when we're either um, regulating how children play video games and regulating how we play video games. Um, if you're talking about children and video games, then, of mm-hmm. course... <laughs> 
And of course, well, I, I would believe it's a parent's responsibility to be able to uh, wisely not only monitor and control, but also be able to um, make reasons for why they do what they do. Uh, if it comes to adults and uh, people of our age, then of course it's our own responsibility. So um, at that point in time, it's really just a matter of priorities because if people like us who are students prioritize video gaming over like our studies or our work, it just comes back to bite us, right? Well, I don't know about you, but... Um, just on that point, which you said, David, about the parents monitoring what uh, their kids are playing, um, in my notes here, I have a statistic, which is that less than 5% of parents actually know what the content of their video games are that their kids are playing in their home. And these are probably some of the worst video games, but um, I'll just list them. Grand Theft Auto is ranked first amongst boys and second amongst girls. And this game is... First uh, video game preference, I would guess. Yeah, so most played. Yeah, it is like one of the biggest franchises ever. This video game alone is based on violence and criminal themes. Literally, Grand Theft Auto is a crime. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto is probably best described as, you know, pure hedonism. You can spend an hour just blowing stuff up. Mm-hmm. And then other games, Call of Duty, Black Ops, the Halo series, Modern Warfare, Mortal Kombat, Super Mario Brothers, World of Warcraft, Hitman, Touch of Evil, Killzone, Street Fighter, Resistance, Soldier of Fortune, Battlefield, Assassin's Creed, God of War. So that's quite an extensive list of video games. And in these, the content of these video games, you have graphic scenes, much evil, hatred, killing, aggression, Deceit, lying, nudity, addiction, immorality, blood, gore, exploitation of women, theft, bank robbery, pimping, assassination, drugs, drinking, rebellion, disrespect to authority, crimes, and witchcraft. And this statistic is saying that less than 5% of parents know what is actually contained in the video games that their kids are playing. Uh, Where do you get that stat from? That was from a sermon that I listened to. (sighs) I mean, he's he's not wrong. Isn't that more than 5%? Like, I think it's just written wrong there, but yeah, that's it's, more than 5%. It's, less, it's supposed to be okay. less than 5%. Maybe, maybe it's not actually 5% of parents who know exactly what their children are playing, but I think there is definitely parent, lots of people who are not acquainted with the gaming world. It's a very big world, and if you don't know the ins and outs of it, you will have no idea what a name means and what happens in that game. And no, very true. Yeah. I think that statistic would be very true for um, parents inside the church, especially. Um, just an interesting thing about your list of um, sins portrayed. Say things like violence, gore, even like some of the, uh, say, really sexual sins that um, are portrayed in video games. Portray- it's not so much a matter of portrayal as compared to how it's portrayed. Of course, we've got examples like GDA where you can just walk into a strip club and do whatever people do in strip clubs. But there's other uh, games where... <clears throat> um, how can I put this? Where sin is portrayed in a, in its correct way. And, of course, we have movies, we have books, and all that sort of stuff, which talk about sin and the effects of these sinful activities. But as long as you portray it in its correct place, then there's not a problem there. Well, no. Um, With these video games... Video games on a whole are based on a reward system, correct? Yes, incentives. So basically, all of this, uh, say you take assassination, it's your role to go out, assassinate someone, and you get a reward for it. That is with Hitman, yes. And I assume that, well, Grand Theft Auto... Um, Grand Theft Auto, just blanket statement, Gra- yeah, not a good game. Grand Theft Auto being like R18 plus in Australia, almost it should be. It's like yeah. MA. It is R18. Oh, is it R18? Good stuff. Like it's just a terrible game. That's like saying, yeah, don't watch Silence of the Lambs. It's unchristian. Which, by the way, Silence of the Lambs is a R18 plus horror m- movie. So obviously, don't watch that. Yeah, but basically, because these video games are portraying these as a reward system do this complete this task you get so much credit points or whatever um how can it be portraying the sin in the right way well and even in the in the little playbacks between 
um, what do you call them, like little clips be- like before you go into Cut scenes. Cut scenes, yeah. Um, I can answer this. Um, it's a reward system, yes, but it's about what it's rewarding. If it's rewarding violence and whatever, I mean, violence against the wrong people, you know, because obviously during times of war you are going to have to go to war, and a lot of games do portray that, where you're at war, so you have to fight kind of thing. That's different argument. Yes, I'll use a different example, like um, assassination. Assassination of an innocent dude. Um, that would, and if they rewarded you for that, that can be arguably wrong. But if it's like um, there's in the video game, um, you're trying, to, you're a detective and you're trying to track down the man who has assassinated this other guy, then it's not wrong because you're being rewarded for being the detective. You're being rewarded for the, being the one who's um, tracking this guy down. For instance, Heavy Rain, where you play a detective trying to track down um, a origami killer, which is a serial killer. Like, is that... That wouldn't be wrong to play that. But what actions are you taking in tracking down the assassin? Uh, you don't... You're, you're a detective who plays by the um, rules in it. So you don't go around needlessly killing. There's like one scene where you get... Um, where this guy gets riled up and he comes at you with a gun. And it's just like, well, obviously you're going to have to kill him or something. Spoilers. It's good. It's a good video again. Have any of you heard of Spec Ops The Line? No. It's a very interesting game that came out maybe five years ago, and it was like made in mockery of many modern shooters, say like the Call of Duty series. And basically, it's one of it, you go in, and it seems like a normal game, and then it just turns into one of the most horrific things you've ever played, cool. um, the most ter- horrible war crimes. It's a game that will make that will just mess with you on such a heavy psychological level. There is a point in the game where you've got an option to shoot into a crowd of civilians, and it's something that the game makes you want to do. And then at the end, it's very clever about um, moral choices and all that stuff, not in the typical video game way. It's based off Heart of Darkness, if I remember correctly. And that is something that video games can do with violence. They can um, get the uh, most horrific things and they can turn them into a uh, very powerful, very evocative um, platform on which you can educate people about these sort of things. So, Chris, what do you think about uh, my point where you're the detective, you're trying to track down the bad guy? That would be fine. The violence in that is from the bad guys and the bad guys are portrayed as bad. Uh, I'll make a comment on that in a in a bit when we go more into actual violence which is contained in the, into video games um for now i'm just going to read this quote up um back to the reward system games are repetitive and based off a reward system repetition and rewards are primary components of classical conditioning a proven psychological concept in which behavioral learning takes place as a result of rewarding or punishing particular behaviors children and teens are therefore more susceptible to being influenced by these games so because video games most if not all video games have these reward systems children especially children which are in their learning phase are going to be learning this because learning what the reward that the reward system exists or no these actions it they're in a learning phase so they're doing an action, they get rewarded for it. Just as um, at school, you do this, you get some sort of reward. So, for example, if someone plays a first-person shooter game, they, they would learn that shooting someone uh, gets you like money or credits or yep. points. Do you think that translates into real life? Um, it would numb down their actual the actual effect of real violence. Uh, we actually discussed this when I was in, in high school back in Canada. We, uh, I was in Law 12, and we actually discussed the idea of um, video games and violence in video games and if that is connected to actual violence. And we did like extensive um, projects, and the teacher brought forth a lot of statistics showing that actually that's not the case, that violence in video games and in the media does not... Um, correlate to increased violence in society. I think there are multiple studies done by many, many different organizations 
about this. I all come to the same conclusion. Yeah, but not just. I'm not saying that you're going to get a serial killer from a video game, but as an effect of playing video games, because they've been numbed down in a situation where there is violence, say Australia is at war, kids are not going to know how to react properly anymore. If we were to say、uh, broaden the perspective of this and talk about violence and entertainment in general, is that something that still applies? Say you see、uh, war and combat in movies that are not always, you know, Saving Private Ryan and <laughs> And they turn it into Rambo. Yeah, yeah. With that argument, you would have to、um, say that any kind of uh, uh, violence that this person is faced with is desensitizing them. Yeah, in a way, it is.、Uh, video games worse off because、um, in video games, it's a active taking that role. So it's an active interaction within the video game, whereas TV, it's a passive. Taking in that violence, witnessing the violence rather、yeah. than partaking in it. So, what about this game then? Heavy Rain, Detectors. You're witnessing violence, but you're、yeah. not committing it. You might have to take some crazy,、um, necessary, like, you, th- th- like you may be put into these situations where it's necessary for you to kill this man, kind of a thing, as self-defense or whatever. But like, what do you think of that? Uh, well. I haven't played the game, so I can't comment that well. But if the producers do a good job of portraying this image of apprehending the evil one,、um, by rights that one should be repaid by evil,、uh, not by evil, by、um, the electric chair, for instance, because he did assassin assassinate someone. But is it good、uh, to play this game? I want to say no. So you're going to say no? Yeah, I'm going to say no. Okay. <laughs> not sure what I was going to、uh, follow that up with.、Um, Yeah. Well, see, some like several years ago, I probably would have agreed with you, but over the course of、uh, several years, where I've taken like law in high school and、uh, had some other sources, I've actually come to the conclusion that violence in video games、um, actually does not have the kind of negative effect that it's always that has been believed that it had, like encouraging violent lifestyles and desensitizing people to violence and gore and. All those, all those kinds of things. In my experience, it's not actually the case.、Mm. Like I, I am, as I've stated, a very avid video gamer, and I'm fine with、uh, gore and scary things. But I've always been fine with gore and scary things, kind of thing. Like I've,、mm-hmm. I guess, I guess I got a little bit desensitized to it, but I've never remembered like.、Um, Looking away from gore in this, like in a vomit fashion. Can we hold off on like things like gore and horror and stuff in video games for now? Yeah. What did you want to talk about? Addiction? No, I was, I was just like, let, let's hold that off because I want that to be its own dedicated topic. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah, because that really ties into、uh, violence in the media and stuff.、Hmm. Um, Chris has got a very long list that he would love to. It, he's itching to get through. So sorry, just just a quick point.、Oh. Video games can like really alter the way you think, and I'm not going to deny that. And just, this is just games in general. I used to play a lot of Total War. Still play it occasionally. Have you heard of the Tetris effect? The Tetris、explain. effect is you know where you play so much Tetris that you start playing it in real life, right? You when you whenever you see、uh, some like、oh, chairs、yeah. in an interesting formation, you automatically think、um, move that block to the left and put it on top of that one. Yeah, and then that's the sort of you know mental conditioning that video games can do to you. I've experienced this sort of mental conditioning with、um, say like first person shooters. Yep, but just even in and, and this happens. I play a lot of chess. I don't play in the night. When you're walking down a hallway, you see someone coming up down the hallway to you, and you immediately think, "Knights out," <laughs> <laughs> or like pikes in front, archers behind. Oh no! Don't and, go like, there again. Put my cavalry on the wings. Okay, so that's what you thought when I was walking towards you in the、uh, in the supermarket. No, it wasn't. But <laughs> that's why he started jumping around weirdly. Yeah, <laughs> jump well, forward two times and then to the left. Oh man, I had that similarly where、um, I was trying to get to sleep and I would like. Um, do a dream of like kind of like Minecraft. Like when I was going to s- sleep, I would just see that little toolbar at the bottom that you see in Minecraft. It's really annoying, and I couldn't get to sleep because of it. So yeah, I played a lot of Minecraft. Really good game. Huh.、Um, Minecraft. 
What do you think of Minecraft, Chrissy boy? It's like I reckon it's the stupidest game ever. <laughs> 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 just just because you got smashed by Clayton. No, yeah, because it's just too, because too. it's just blocks and you're just whacking blocks. Is, yeah, pretty Minecraft much. is such a good game. It's really good. Okay, I did, I really disliked it for a long time. I kind of got back into it a little bit, and I do acknowledge that it is. It can be really creative, but it's mm. certainly not my favorite kind of game. It's it's one of those games where you just have to, you know, sit down and do your own thing, you know? It's a very, it's a pure sandbox game. You know, if you guys like, we'll make a separate series about which video games people should play. <laughs> yeah. Let's I have it. a whole episode dedicated to Portal. All right, watch your levels. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But All right, yeah, so, there um, are a lot of video games which I would recommend to people. Which is like, uh, just, it's brilliant video games with br- brilliant portrayals of certain ideas. Okay, okay. And it can change your way of thinking. That's nice. Portal. On, on to, on to the Portal. Onto the list. Play Portal. Back to Chris. Back to Chris with the We should Chris probably go a bit deeper into the violence that most of the video games have. So yeah, violent video games have, let's say. That's not no blanket most, statement. It. Um... More than 70% of games contain high-level violence. High-level violence, what is that? Punching a tree. Violence, which is high. So, like, up on a skyscraper violence? No, methamphetamine. Mirror's Edge? Yeah, that. No, but anyway, if I can kind of tie it back, you mentioned the whole list of video games on on the top, whatever list it was. I was just noticing, uh, of the games that I recognize, which is the majority of them, I think almost all of them are first-person in most cases, first-person shooter games. Mm. Am I correct? Yeah. Probably. So, even... Hack and slash in there as well. Yeah, okay, but like, first-person violence. Sure. So, if the majority, if not all of the top favorite video games are first-person violence games, doesn't that kind of mean that the majority, perhaps not the majority, but a lot of the violence in video games is from those first-person violence games? You know what I mean? Yeah, so because the top-played games are these type of games that this is what people want violence well it's it, based off of like the fact that the market is pandering to all to that genre i'm assuming it is the most played genre and the favorite genre out there yeah um in in from 1952 to 1964 tv recognized that their viewers liked the violent shows more so they increased by 90 percent in fact hmm. their violent shows and uh since two th- or mid 90s the video game industry took that same approach. Okay. And then, yeah, so now more than 70% of the games played are high-level violence. Right. I mean, that makes sense in, in just a pure entertainment sense that violence is... that humans get off on conflict and violence is the most pure form of conflict. Mm. True. And also, those statistics, I'm guessing, also include... Or like... Every single gamer. So all these gamers who don't have morals, all these little influenced uh, children which aren't part of the church kind of thing. So we... Creepers being a little sarcastic here. What? Never mind. Alright. So, like, you got to account for that kind of thing. So, like, you can point out, like, 70% of the games being played are violent. But then it's like, that doesn't apply to 70% of my games being violent kind of thing. So, you, you get what I'm getting at? Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, kind of see where you're going. Yeah, it's not like, it's in. not a um, statement which you can prove that all video games are um, evil. Plus, like, 50% of all video gamers just play Xbox. Well, I'd say like 75% of video gamers just play Xbox. Or just play PlayStation, just play consoles. And then, like, on Xbox, you have Halo is the only game you'd play on there, or um, like Call of Duty or something. So all of these people who call themselves gamers, they just play this one game, which is Call of Duty, because Call of Duty is very, very popular. Yeah, but it's still first-person shooter. Yeah, yeah, but that's like um, that's like saying uh, what, what people I- who play sports, uh, sportsmen's, uh, the majority of sports being played is soccer. But you have, like, um, the majority of sports being played by sportsmen is soccer. But that's like saying all of the kids at school are sportsmen. All of the um, people who's just kicked the soccer ball around a couple of times are sportsmen. 
All the people who, um, adding to that statistic, 70%, are people who just play Call of Duty or played it that one time. Because Call of Duty is like, uh, oh, yeah, yes. it's like somebody reading Harry Potter. Sorry, what's, popular. What, what's the uh, statistic again? 70% of, of games uh, that people play are violent. Yeah, but it doesn't take away from his point. Lots of people play violent games. They're the top of the market, you know? Mm. It's just like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, he's not percentage wrong, is he? The percentage might no. be wrong, but I think the point still stands. No, it's firmly. like it's like saying that the most uh, appealing games are violent games. Yeah, that is right. That's why but the entertainment industry, yes, following are. the TV industry, took that approach to put violence into their games. Well, violence. I would, I, I would argue that um, real video gamers who have actually looked at video game markets, like they would most like the. What same portal? That's a very very popular game, and it's yeah. But there's no not, violence. There's yes, not but that it's a very people. unique game as well. Probably the only thing I can think of to anything that's similar to Portal is uh, the Talos Principle. There's not many people like Cooper who oh, like that game. are exposed to a wider range of video mm-hmm. games, and and even so, most the of the games you play Cooper. are violent video games. You want to go through your Steam library? I don't mind going through my Steam library. Okay, then read us out some titles and tell us how many of them are not violent. I'm actually going to go and tally it up if you want to talk. In any form. Uh, just read, read out names. In any form. Well, oh, they're, I've got 150 as, as their games. Ce- as their central mechanic. Just, just give us a sample. Yeah, right? as their central mechanic, which is like, you know, the reason why... You play it is because of conflict, violence. Oh, I don't play um, things because of, oh, uh, of course, violence. But that's their core element. Yeah, okay. So you guys talk, I'll make a tally. Just, just read us some names, right? Uh, Counter-Strike. Of course. Yep. Uh, Tom Clancy, Portal, mm. Portal 2, Gary's Mod, uh, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls. I'm going to put that one down. Elder Scrolls is totally violent. I don't play it violently. Of course you don't. You go <laughs> around... It, like, you kill dragons which are terrorizing the city. Yeah, it's still violent. It doesn't mean... Yeah, because we, we, we want to make sure that our children don't think that killing... Uh, massive beasts that are terrorizing innocent about, yeah. people. Let's just back. discount the we're fact that it's a massive beast yeah. that you are killing. We're talking about combat-based. No, we're talking about combat-based games here, right? All games. Yeah, but the Elder Scrolls isn't combat-based. Yes, it it's is. It's a role-playing. It's about the story. No, it's not. That's why it's so appealing. No, it's yeah, but well, it's, just because you go around hacking and slashing it's everybody a to death. Game. I don't. I'm. I'm. But, anyway, um, just just while Cooper is going through this There's list, a lot. I'm going to go through um, by myself. I just got a few other stats here. That's very cartoony. Yeah, but it's still violent. In I'm going to put it as cartoony. Oh violence. man, Cooper. There's a lot of violence because, like, you can say yeah, it's that cartoony violence, but that doesn't stop from being violence. We're just trying to get a tally of combat-based games. Yeah, combat based. Yeah, but you also have combat based. Like, there's a whole host of different combat based. Exactly, and that's what we're looking like, for. Like, uh, Robot Wars. Would you disagree with Robot Wars? Yes, What's Robot Wars. Robot Wars is a. Uh, um, you make robots and they smash each other. You make little car robots oh, that, that smash each other up. Yes, it's violence. But would Ooh. you say that that's violence which people shouldn't watch because it's desensitizing them to real world violence? Yes. See, now, now that's where it goes too far for me. Like how is robots hitting robots violence? Yes, it's like it's like saying deleting a one to a zero is violence. Team Fortress Would it not be? Skyrim. Because you're you're like you're destroying, you're deleting, you're erasing that one topic, guys. and making it a zero. Would you call that violence? We're or not? getting off topic, guys. No no no. I'm not I'm saying sl- your point. I'll slowly build this up to a point. Is what is deleting a one um violence? Deleting a one. Is it violence? No. Not, not if you're, you're no, typing okay. an essay or whatever. Okay, not so inherently. it's not. If you if you type if you make a square and then like draw an axe next to it in MS Paint or whatever, and then you delete the square and then you make that axe go down a bit, is that violence? Yes. There's been a portrayal of destruction. Portraying destruction. What Elisha said. So you're saying that's violent? Shit, is that yeah. those video games for me? If you take out axes. <laughs> Take out the axe, you just have the square. Deleting that square, is it violence? If the, yeah, the, Not if, if it's all about impressions. If you're paper. making like a project, like an art project, like Clayton's What if you made that square can't be just violent. for, just to delete it? Cooper. Well, then you've got issues. <laughs> is it violence? Cooper. Cooper. Is deleting that square in any way violence? 
In a way, yes. It depends on portrayal, oh. Cooper. It depends on how you see it. If you intend people to see that as an axe destroying a square, and people see it as an axe destroying a square, then it is an axe destroying a square. Yeah, no, but there's a point at which it's violence. Like it's it. It can't be like. It's not desensitizing violence, kind of a thing. It's not making us desensitized to violence because it's just so petty. I don't think that's the point we're arguing. No, we are because he said that robot wars is bad. No, he said it's violent. Yeah, it's violent. Their violence is bad. So yes. So wait, are you saying that violence in video games is sorry, violence portrayed in entertainment is in every way bad? Yes. Oh, okay. So if we're taking that as our definition, would you call documentaries entertainment? Yes. Yeah, but can we just stick to video games? <laughs> okay, video uh, game documentaries, they exist. Think... Video game documentaries. They exist. Okay, let's go back but, to the um, top of my list now that I've added cartoony violence. Do you want more stats? Stats that we won't disagree with, and you, where did you get these statistics? The same. Uh, the same guy. Keep going. Did you find that statistic that Keep we were not going, sure? Chris. Almost. Keep going, Chris. Okay, so I just want to point out that these statistics are coming from a guy, a preacher who doesn't reference where he gets the statistics, and I personally searched you don't put reference really, really on hard. The sermon, you know? Yeah, I know, but he, didn't, no, he, no, no, no. He, he He told us where it came from, what time, but there is no, no this record is a, this is a different guy. at all of statistics. He had the printer in front of him. Well, he, well you got to make sure that that's real statistics, because last time you used statistics, it wasn't real. It was made up. Yes, but they Just because he has them written legit. out doesn't mean they're legit. Fake news, Cooper? Well, fake. I I don't like it when people bring in statistics like that, and then they don't explain what, how the statistics. Guys, work. we're gonna have to make um, this a part two. Yes, we are. We've barely scratched the surface here. It's fifty minutes. Actually, forty-two minutes. But keep going. So, All right, let's move on. Take to the statistics. this statistics with a grain, with a grain of salt. With, yes. a, with a salt mine. All right. But, <laughs> I will say. <laughs> but it is it is legitimate that there is a lot of most games use violence as their yep. core mechanic. But now I'm just going to go into the extent of the violence. Okay, keep going. Um, just have to wait for it. In more than half of video games, perpetrators are rewarded for aggression. In a 10-minute period of playing video game, you're exposed to between 2 and 124 acts of violence, which equates to 5,400 incidences a month. 78% of violent actions in the first 10 minutes of game play feature lethal violence, and 80% of violent actions are showing up close. So that's the extent of the violence in video games. Clearly they don't play Total War, otherwise their kills would be way higher. Oh my goodness. Especially between a unit size to ultra. Of course, no one's denying that there's lots of... Well, I mean, Cooper is a little bit, but no one's denying that most games have violence as their core mechanic. But we really... But the point where we're disagreeing is whether this violence is... A bad thing or not, Dave? Yes, I'm just thinking. Because I'm going to listen to your tally because you've yeah. shown us that Team Fortress does not count as violence. <laughs> no, it's like cartoon. Well, I did put it down as violent. Did you? Yeah, because I and made you put a cartoon Elder Scrolls violence. down as non-violent. That's because Elder... it can be played as non-violent. Yes, but everyone. It plays can be it played violently. as passive. No, no one does that. No one. Does I do. That. Well, you're crazy. You knew that already. Um, I'm the I'm the I'm the most gamer one here. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Also, I make video games. Yeah, that's so I think I'm the per- not, per- perfect person. No, to you're be not. A you're crazy. Study. You're crazy. No, no. Cooper's got a point there. I think. No, he's crazy. I do have a point. This uh, Clayton doesn't listen to it apparently. No, neither Elisha does Elisha. Doesn't listen that's to because it. it's a bad point. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, you were mentioning earlier, Elisha, that conflict and combat is. The most pure form of conflict. Yes, pretty much. So then, um, well, can, can we can we kind of extend the question or draw the question out to say is conflict and entertainment justifiable? No, because it's the only way you get entertainment. There's no other. There's no entertainment that doesn't have conflict as its core mm. entertainer. Okay, so can you can you justify conflict as entertainment? Yes. Yes. Okay. So on that. So then, going on from that, can you justify the manifestation of conflicts? In violence, as entertainments depends on the violence. So you're not saying yes or no. Mm. So it is your opinion then that certain certain kinds of violence and certain portrayals of violence are legitimate forms 
moral forms, sorry, our morally legitimate forms of entertainment. Yes. Chris, you would disagree with that. Yes. I would disagree with that. We have conflicts. What's happening? And you're listening to this for fun. Conflict? (laughs) You. Sorry, I was writing down tallies. What happened? I basically asked Elisha. This is violent. Cooper, you might want to write down a timestamp of David summarizing everything because the audience heard all that. You just didn't. Okay, so seeing as we're not getting anywhere in violence, let's go into some of the other issues which video games have. Not saying all video games, but some video games. Uh, but in general, uh, video games can lead to addiction. We discussed that in some, uh, yeah, some yeah, way. Just yeah, just gluttony. Uh, gluttony. Too much of everything leads to addiction. Not like, if it's fun. If it's fun, if you like it, it can lead to addiction. Whatever. Food can have, be an addiction. Doesn't mean you have to stave off food. The hydrogen monoxide. Ha, ha, ha. H2O. We're all dependent on it. Yeah. Can you be addicted to it? Dude. Can you be addicted to water? Yes. I guess you can be addicted to being in water and swimming around. No. So I guess that's an addiction to water, isn't Let's it? Let's not talk about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'd just like to quote Hosea 11 verse 7, which says... My people are bent on turning away from me. And though they call out to the Most High, he shall not raise them up at all. So it is the natural tendency of us as human beings, as even as God's people, to turn away from the Lord. And that can be turning away from him to video games or anything else. So you're saying anything that has the potential to turn us away from the Lord should be something we shy away from as much as possible. Shy away from as much as possible. Oh, go to monasteries. Yes. Our own freedom yeah, from monastery no, yeah. here in Perth. Chris, Everyone yeah, is welcome to join. You would look good with a monk haircut. <laughs> not, not, not even kidding. <laughs> and a page of the 95 theses with hammer and nails in his hands. Ah, yes. Against oh, indulgences. No, uh, violence in video games. Um, but the thing is also, um, we're called to be transformed in our lives. Um, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, our lives need to be distinctively different from people of the world and i do not see how if we're playing the same video games as people in the world how we can like yeah how can we how can our lives be truly transformed if we're doing the exact same thing as people from the world just because we're doing the same thing in uh as one element as other people in the world doesn't mean that our lives are the same as everyone else in the world we have very similar forms of entertainment we have very similar forms of transportation we have very similar forms of education our mm. lives are, in many ways, out of necessity, similar to almost everyone else in the yeah, world. Yeah, out of necess- necessity. You mentioned um, education. We have the same uh, monetary the same model standards. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's a choice to play video games, and mm-hmm. they're playing them, and it's a big part of their lives. Um, more than thirteen hours a week for most teens are spent playing video games. So. Shouldn't we be doing not what they're doing? Well, as a matter of principle, no. It's not like, oh, they're doing this thing, let's not do it just because. So you need to come up with some better reasons. And there are better reasons. I'm not saying there aren't. Mm. But you can't just say, oh, they're doing it. We shouldn't do it. No, but if you look at what the what's contained in these things. Yeah, okay, now let's talk about the things that are contained. We pretty oh, did. We, yeah. Partially. We talked about violence for like 50 minutes. And Elisha wanted, wanted to make a special podcast on violence and gore. So. Yeah. No, I didn't. I just said we'll do it later. Oh, okay. I would have thought you'd have more of a problem um, with uh, the fact that you are more participating in whatever's going on in the video game, whereas on in a movie... You can, you're looking at it and then you're witnessing it, but in the video game, you're enacting upon it, you're reacting, you're interacting kind of the thing. It invest, I would have thought you guys had a big problem you. with that. Yeah, I did mention that. Yeah, but the thing is... Yeah, but not very, like, it wasn't a big... I just thought that that would have been a big... The fact that you're invested in it, of course you're invested in a violent okay. movie just because you like the characters and um, probably, maybe you just really hate the characters and want them to die. But in a video game, it's just amplified. The, the same themes are there. In a video game just amplifies it. Sorry, did I kill the mood? Maybe. Yeah, I like think I the said. the mood was killed 30 minutes ago. Violently. <laughs> it's going to be such a running gag. I'm going to get so tired of it. 
Okay, so... Uh, well, I, I, just, I just have one point. I can't. We're rolling over to the hour mark, so... Okay. Wrap it up. Okay. I just want to make, make one... Final um, comments. <laughs> sure, I just want to make uh, Last one, thing one to point. say... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, Final comments. <laughs> God um, gave us creation to work and to enjoy. That is the purpose of the relationship between mankind and creation, to govern it and also to enjoy it. We're not put on this earth strictly to work ourselves uh, for creation. We're also here to enjoy it. You can find multiple texts in the Bible that where God commands us to enjoy creation. Technology is part of our development and our governing of creation. I believe video games are part of the development of technology of creation that God has, or that is that we are supposed to be doing. Now, of course, the fall into sin has corrupted everything we do. But that does not necessarily mean that we should not enjoy creation or elements of creation anymore. I believe that video games are an element of creation, the, the general broader category of creation that God commands us to enjoy. Now, of course, video games are corrupted, and there are certain video games that are completely corrupt and should be avoided. But as a genre, I do not believe that video games, including video games with violence in them, as a genre, should be painted as evil and should be um, avoided it at all costs. I do not agree with that. Chris, any final comments? Yeah, just basically. Obviously, I'm the sore thumb in the room. Um, no, it's good. Sore thumb in the room. It's mixing two metaphors. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, any parents who are listening there, basically, make sure you know what your kids are actually playing. Definitely. Mobile devices. Um, yeah. And email us. Uh, if you if you want any questions you about Cooper's expert opinion, or... I will tell you what. Or any of Chris's stats, or <laughs> we'll give you Chris's opinion and then my opinion. Um, but yeah, other than violence, um, also be aware of whatever music is being played in the video games, the language that's being um, used. Um, that's a fun one. Uh, some video games, I'm not saying all, have coarse language. And I would, as I would stay away from a movie like that, I'd stay away from the video game. And yes, just basically be aware that video games do lead to addiction, and then um, can possibly can be lead to addiction. can possibly be idolatry as well. All right, Elisha. No, I don't really have any closing thoughts. David summed them up pretty well. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like David's uh, opinion. I mean, his his summary. So I'm just gonna piggyback over that, and you can. And Thanks for listening. Email us at tocqna at gmail.com. All of those are letters. It's not like and. It's n. tocqna at gmail.com. Yes, that's because we do with confusion in the past. And we're going to lead you off with a couple of things. One, I would like to mention uh, Voice of the Church, which... If you want to listen to something lovely on a Sunday morning between 8 and 9, you can tune in to 107.3 FM, which is, which is Heritage FM for the Voice of the Church. It runs on for an hour and is very lovely to listen to. It's a lot of little short speeches about the Bible, 10-minute speeches about the Bible, and some lovely Christian music. Uh, that's the Voice of the Church on 107.3 FM from 8 till 9 Sunday mornings. And I would also like to leave you, the audience, with a question, which we have thought of before, but we've promptly forgotten in our hour-long debate. What was it about? Social media? Yep. Okay. What was it particularly about? Uh, The question which we're going to pose to you and we'll be discussing in the future podcast is um, is social media ruining interpersonal skills so if you have a response to that question is social media ruining interpersonal skills uh, send us an email at the previously mentioned email address tocqna at gmail.com or send us a message on our Facebook page yeah you can also message us on our Facebook page on our social media platform yes don't ruin your interpersonal skills while doing so yeah All right. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you later. Bye. Cheers. Thank you very much for watching this episode of the Thoughts on Crosses podcast. 
the music you heard at the beginning was an 8-bit version of Our God is an Awesome God, and the music you're hearing right now is an Amazing Grace cover by Jared Brunning as part of his Mainstay Ambient Sketch album. You can find his music online on YouTube by searching Jared Brunning. <laughs> <laughs> 